So there's going to be no exemptions? That's what it's going to look like at the end uh, of the there's week? There's a difference between exemptions and country exclusions. There, there'll be an exemption uh, procedure uh, for particular cases where we need to have exemptions so that business can, can uh, move forward. Uh, but at this point in time, uh, there would be no country exclusions. Yikes. That is Peter Navarro, who is one of Donald Trump's top um, advisors, talking about the fact that Canada will not be exempt from Donald Trump's protectionist tariffs, unless, of course, as Donald Trump said today, it is part of NAFTA. And, you know, Canada makes up 40% of steel imports. It is our biggest import. And while there's a lot of of guessing going on about what this means for our country, nowhere is the guesswork being felt more than Hamilton, where steel workers have been, you know, they've been long conditioned not to panic after years of uncertainty. But it does remain the largest steelmaker in the country. And although Hamilton has been able to um, diversify its economy, You know, building upon McMaster as a medical community, which is fantastic, steel is still the biggest employer. So to be leveled now with tariffs would be a huge game changer that could impact thousands of people and all that spinoff business. I want to bring Bill Ferguson into the conversation. He is president of USA Local 8782, that is United Steel. So, Bill, you know, the fact that tariffs are now being said that they're an absolute uh, for Canada, what are, the, what are the people on the line saying? What are your members saying? Right now, everybody's just waiting. Um, it, it, it seems that that's going to happen. Now, we're still getting feedback, and of course, you hear it publicly. Um, we're still getting feedback that that might change. Mm-hmm. Now, do I believe that? No. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. I believe it's going to happen. But you still have that, well, maybe it's going to happen, maybe it isn't going to happen. Uh, But I think that he's going to lever. I believe that President Trump is going to use whatever lever he possibly can to get what he wants. Uh, So anger, I think, if to answer your question, people are angry about it. Yeah, I bet. I mean, mean, there have been... So many years of uncertainty uh, for the steel industry in Hamilton, and I think people kind of forget that it is still the main employer in town, um, and it's going to affect thousands of people because they, they all have families, and it all there are a lot of spin-off businesses that would be directly uh, impacted. Well, they're talking, the last number I heard was 40,000 people in the Hamilton area could be impacted by this tariff. And uh, I think people are angry that... When you look at Christine Freeland, made a good point when she was on TV tonight, and that is during the course of a negotiation, there's a natural flow, a give and take, and I've experienced it before as a negotiator. You give something away in return for getting something else, uh, and that flow at the table has been going on back and forth. When Trump comes out of the side, out of the side, and says, "All right, now we want something from this table, or else we're going to do something over here." Unbelievable. Yeah. He turned around and he says, you know, I forget the give and take that you have. There's something on the table, so I'm going to hit you. we got a three-way negotiation going on now, which is extremely unfair. Now, he's upset about dairy farmers. Now, uh, I saw the um, – uh, he used to be the governor of Michigan and former um, uh, ambassador from the United States to Canada – who said that, you know, nobody's upset. The dairy farmers are upset because they overproduce and they need a market to dump their goods. 
So Trump is trying very hard to please a small sector of his group. Mm -hmm. And he wants to be able to do it so that he looks good for this March 10th election. And he's doing that at the expense of an entire nation and one of his neighbors to the north. Yeah. And, and that's that's politics today. It seems to happen everywhere where they, they pander to the vote instead of pander to what is best for all um, all the people of, of a particular country. We see the same thing here in Canada because, you know, while Trump is unpredictable, Bill, we have seen that he is a protectionist. We knew that he mm-hmm. was a protectionist. And yet the government we have in now could have and should have taken advantage of the full year it had with Obama in charge to nail these things down. Yeah, I don't think anybody on the horizon knew that this was going to come as far as tariffs on steel, because the ridiculous thing about this is everybody who's in this business knows that it's an integrated system. The steel system from the United States and Canada is completely integrated with sometimes steel crossing the border three, four times before it goes to an end user. Mm -hmm. So we know that a slab that's cast in Ohio could, quite frankly, come up here and be rolled into strip, which would be sent somewhere else to be cold rolled, and then uh, you know, eventually turned into a car part somewhere. So, and there's confusion out there too, and and it's how I, I guess nobody really knows what the president. And if I sound confused, it's because I am. I think we all nobody are. knows what the terms are. Sure. Is it steel that's getting the import? Um, tariff, or is it the part that's made from that steel? Because we take uh, steel and we turn it into uh, a front fender. Right. Now, is that now subject? Is it now steel? Is because it's now stepped up and it's going down to the United States? So is it steel or is it a fender? We don't know. Uh, is semi-finished steel? Is that going to be subject uh, to a tariff? We don't know. Nobody knows anything. And today I spend a lot of my time trying to figure out, okay, what is this tariff really on? I mean, is it on steel? Okay, the end product that comes out my door. This is what we think they're going to be a tariff on. However, we don't know because you have groups up here that have hydroforming operations. They take that steel and they turn it into a fender, a hood, uh, a wheel rim. And then they take it to GM, perhaps, or Ford or Chrysler. And it goes for paint, and then it goes to be mounted. That could cross the border two, three times again. Sure. So yeah. What it, is the tariff on? Nobody knows. It just came out of left field. It got laid down. All right, now there's a tariff on steel. Well, semi-finished steel? Is it steel just out the front of a steel mill? Is it steel that goes into the part of a car? If it just is steel? We don't know because it is such a huge community uh, that goes from iron ore to the fender of a car. Sure. But let, let let me ask you this, because markets don't like uncertainty. You know, the dollar's at its worst right now. You know, there's a lot of a lot less confidence in the market. And because of this, I don't know if businesses know how to react. And so, um, you know, you've had to deal with a lot of adversity in the steel industry over the last few years. But at some point, uh, companies are going to have to look at their, their personnel and say, look, we've got to cut labor costs. Is that the big concern because of the uncertainty? Not at this point, because nobody really knows what it means. Uh, it's, nobody understands what it means, and should they lay off? Well, at this particular point at my plant, we have 1,300 employees at Lake Erie Works. Mm-hmm. And in order to run that place effectively, you have to run it around the clock. You can't shut it off and turn it back on again. So what they would be talking about is that if this thing does have a huge impact, do they close the plant or do they not? 
we're way off from there. Now, as far as Stoke is concerned, because of what U.S. Steel did when they were here, and, and we all were a little bit upset because when he made this announcement, the CEO of U.S. Steel was sitting beside him talking about what a great thing it was. Uh, when U.S. Steel was here, of course, they took all the contracts from our mill and took them back down to the United States. Consequently, we don't have a lot of business in the United States. However, the secondary producers do. So is the people we selling steel to? Yeah. You know, are they going to get cut off? Right. There and and that's the uncertainty mill. I'm talking about where people that might buy buying steel, maybe they'll put that on hold for a while and you start to feel the ramifications. But no question, I think we can safely say that if, in fact, the tariffs come in, Hamilton is in real trouble. Well, I think Hamilton is going to be the impact point, yes. Who in Hamilton, we're not sure of because we don't know what it means yet. Right. But, yeah, there's a lot at risk in this. And I think... You know, some people may think that it causes fear. It's causing anger. Sure. After U.S. Steel came in and just destroyed the business, shut half of it down, uh, you know, purposely mistreated people, mm -hmm. then we have that same group now coming back in in the form of Donald Trump and messing with us again. L let me ask you this before, because I'm running out of time. What what would you like our government to do? I mean, they've just released a budget last week full of a lot of platitudes and a lot of spending, and they didn't seem to prepare for what could be a very rainy day. What do you say to the government of this country? I think that what the government of this country should do right now is step up to the plate and take an act of defense. I think that Trudeau, with all of his uh, interactions with Trump and all of his smiles and handshakes and I think that it's time for him to stand up and be Canadian and defend the jobs in this country. And I think it's going to be a completely different role for him. Yeah. He's used to being able to get along and not having to push back. I want to see how hard he pushes. And I hope he understands that this is an assault by another country. This is somebody actually playing dirty pool with us. I'm interested in seeing how the government takes this on. Are they going to whimper and walk away? Are they going to stand up? They claim they're going to stand up. Let's see how tall. Yeah, I agree. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. That is Bill Ferguson, and we will keep in touch with him because as of, uh, I guess, Thursday this week, they'll start getting the information they need, and then they'll be deciding from there. So we'll continue the conversation because there are really big implications here, and they will affect all of us. Because when the folks in Hamilton aren't spending, that means the folks in Burlington feel the problems. And then Dundas and all around there. And eventually you start feeling it in the bigger cities. All right. We're taking a break here at 814. Coming up, we'll talk about this and what exactly should this government be doing? A lot of people say, well, what are they going to do? I don't know. Something would be nice. Just one thing would be nice. We'll talk about that next year on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.